Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello again, friends, and welcome on into a glorious victory edition of the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back in the big chair for today, Monday, November 30th, 2020. And the New England Patriots, as slim as those chances are, still have a postseason chance, thanks to a 20-17 victory over the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. Obviously, there's a lot to get to. We're coming off the Thanksgiving holiday. I hope those of you who observed the Thanksgiving holiday had a peaceful, restful, meaningful Thanksgiving break. Mine was wonderful. And Sunday's win made it even more special. And I want to start here. The man who I would, would call perhaps either the, the president or the vice president of the Scotia Slack channel, Obviously, there are a lot of wonderful people in there who make these games and what I do so much, so much more fun. Uh, John Lamarakis, he asked me a couple of days ago in the Slack channel. You get to follow a lot of teams. This year, who have been some of your favorite where it's a pleasure to watch even though you are doing it for work? And I answered him and I said, Arizona in a sense on both sides of the ball. Miami and the Rams on defense. New England has been fun in that it's different. And I wanted to start with that answer because let me frame this game this way. I watch the games in my office, in the basement, by myself, um, two screens in front of me, the notepad, I got the whole operation going. And as I mentioned in the Slack channel, and as I'm going to reiterate right now, I celebrated at moments of this game, big plays, touchdowns, interceptions, the game winner, as much if not more as I have during Super Bowl runs. This team is fun to watch because it's different for us. The wins are ugly. Every possession on offense seems like a grind. Sometimes on defense, you're holding your breath. You're just waiting for the other shoe to drop, especially against a quarterback like Kyler Murray. It's new. It's unfamiliar. But I'm enjoying this. And I thought that this win on Sunday against a very good football team was a tough, character-building, grinded-out kind of win. And I think... 
out of all the plays that we're about to talk about, a moment that might tell us about this team and what Bill Belichick has been able to do came on that Newton hit along the sideline on their final offensive possession when the entire team seemed ready to fight, seemed ready to fight for their quarterback. And I know it's a very old-school, hard-headed, dare we say, macho mentality. But I do think there is something to be said for a team sticking up for their quarterback. And this isn't just the old quarterback in me saying this. You know, a couple of weeks ago when Andy Dalton had a huge hit at the hands of the Washington football team, then the rest of the offense kind of like just stood around and then checked on Dalton and nobody seemed to get upset about it. You know, there were some like myself that sort of said, look, you know, you've got to stick up for your quarterback. And the fact that Dallas didn't said a lot about where that locker room was. New England Patriots at the moment, at that moment, were four and six. It was a tie game. They were trying to find a way to somehow get into field goal range for an offense that was sputtering throughout most of the day. And they still had the fight. They still had the fight for their quarterback. And I thought that moment tells me a lot about what this team is and what Cam Newton means to them. And another moment that I think sort of encapsulates this game is that fourth down stop. And there were a lot of momentum swings in this game. There are a lot of huge moments in this game. But there was a 10-7 Arizona lead at that moment. And if they score at 17-7 and they get the ball to start the second half, I often use the expression, we might be talking about a completely different game if this happens, if X happens. If they punch it in on that fourth down, we're talking about a completely different game. Like, I don't, I don't see New England coming back from 17-7, 27-24-7. I don't see them coming back to win that kind of game. And Kevin Burkhardt, Daryl Johnson, they talked about, you know, from Vance Joseph's perspective, the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, you know, they didn't want to be, Arizona didn't want to be in sort of a one-score game. You know, they got out to the 10-point lead. That was where Arizona wanted to be. They wanted to be playing from ahead. Force New England to be a one-dimensional passing team, which we know that they're really not right now, even though they showed signs of life last week with what they did in the passing game. Even though they lost to Houston. That was more about Houston, I'd say. But that fourth down stop, Lawrence Guy swallowing a double team, Spence and Bentley filling the hole immediately and stopping Kenyon Drake just inches short of the goal line. That was a massive moment. And then there is Cam Newton. Then there is Cam Newton, who, yes, 9 of 18 for 84 yards, averaging 4.7 per attempt, no touchdowns, zero interceptions, three sacks for 15 yards lost, a quarterback rating of just 23.6. 
That kind of reminded me of a stat line that I spent some time figuring out Sunday morning. A stat line of nine completions on 21 attempts for 84 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, three sacks for a loss of 15. That stat line, which gives you a an, an NFL passer rating of 14.88, that's me in my last college start against Hamilton my, ju- my junior year. Yeah. My career numbers, by the way, an NCAA passer rating of 47.51. That's not the NFL. That's the NCAA one. So it's a bit inflated. And my career adjusted net yards per attempt, by the way, minus 0.6667. In case you're wondering, my career yard, my career numbers, 11 of 31 for 92 yards, no touchdowns, two interceptions, five sacks for a loss of 36 yards. Those are my career passing numbers, kids. So, if you're complaining about Cam Newton, it could be worse. But I will say this about Cam Newton. And I came out last week and said, look, I'm on the, I'm in the pro-cam camp and I remain there. Even in the wake of what wasn't the best passing performance. Certainly wasn't. There are certainly things to clean up. There are certainly things to fix. But I believe that on the basis of his play and what he has done for this team this year for an offense that has inconsistent weapons at best, that has had to play a mix of combinations up front, that has at times not had the defense we thought it would, Cam has made what could have been a historically bad offense and made it mediocre. And on the basis of that, he deserves a shot at this gig going forward with a full training camp, preseason, offseason program, all of that. Because, yes, look, the numbers, not great. You know, this is a team that did not put up great numbers at all in this win. 179 yards of offense. 3.5 yards per play. Just 69 passing yards when you factor in the sacks. Just 110 rushing yards. 3.3 yards per pass. You had two interceptions. One of which was a problem we'll talk about. The second of which was just a bad throw by Cam Newton. Like this wasn't the best case. This wasn't the best performance to put in front of somebody and say, this is your quarterback going for. But I think the fair way to look at this is to take a step back and look at what this team is right now, where they've gotten to as an offense, what Cam has done for them as a quarterback, and say that, yes, he's given them the shot to win these games, and he's earned a shot for this job. And you can't discount the nine carries for 46 yards. I mean, on a day when the offense struggled... The only true threat they had was Newton's legs. 5.1 yards per carry. And then there's the defense. I think today was a game where you saw, and we'll talk about some of the individual moments and plays in a moment in the second half of the show, where you saw contributions from the younger guys like Josh Uche. Chase Winovich, I thought, had a very good game. Kyle Duggar was flying around over there. I think you saw some of the best of what Juwan Bentley gives you as a linebacker in the modern NFL. And on a day where Stephon Gilmore had a tough matchup with D. 
DeAndre Hopkins and it had a bit of an up-and-down performance on a day where some other guys like Jason McCourty and Devin McCourty and others maybe didn't have perfect games. You take a step back and realize that this is a tough offense to defend. They've got some elite talent, a couple of different positions. Kyler Murray is a multifaceted quarterback that is very difficult to defend, and you realize that they slowed that offense down. I mean, really? Arizona's first touchdown of the game came off of an interception in a short field. You strip that out, Arizona had just two scoring drives. I guess, you know, if you want to say that they would have scored in that first one, fine, but they were gifted a short field. And yes, the field goal drive in the first quarter was a long drive. It started at their own three. I'd like to see the defense tighten up and win the field position battle there after the great punt from Bailey, but... The defense played pretty well in this one. And a lot of young guys made contributions. And then guys up front made contributions. Lawrence Guy, I think, had a fantastic game. Adam Butler had a fantastic game. And I think if you take a step back and you look at what this team has done, is it where we hoped they would be? No. But they have a shot. They got a shot to get into the dance. And sometimes that's all you need. Now, the road ahead isn't easy. You've got this trip to L.A. for the next two games. You do wonder how that is going to be handled in this COVID-19 era. Will they be allowed to stay out west? Or will they have to fly back? Will they be allowed to, say, stay somewhere like in Colorado, at least stay out close to the west coast? Then you've got a game... At Miami, and that team looks to be tough. And of course, the Bills in Week 16. I mean, this is a tough four-game stretch. But they get a shot. But I think the four big storylines are this. The defense played well today. Cam Newton has meant a lot to this team. This team's willing to fight for him. And this has been a fun little ride. This has been a fun little ride. And so I'm going to keep enjoying these games because like I said, when folks split the uprights there, I know it wasn't a Super Bowl or anything close to that. That moment felt pretty cool. Up next, we're going to talk about some of the specifics from this game, some of the plays that stood out to me, some of the moments that stood out to me. That's ahead here on episode 154. For a glorious victory edition of the SCO Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Mark Schofield back with you now on episode 154 of the SCO Show, a glorious victory installment of the SCO Show. And let's work through this game right now, and we'll start by looking at some good plays that stood out to me. And I think the first good play to mention was a third and 16. 
on New England's second drive of the game, the smoke route to Damian Burton. The reason for that is the job done up front. Michael Wenu, Shaq Mason get it in front of this. You even got good blocks from Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry. And Bird's able to turn what could have been a disastrous sort of early punt into a 17-yard gain to convert a third and 16. But that was the first good play. The second good play was Bailey's big punt to down the football inside the five-yard line. It was a bad start to this game. There's no mistake in that. Next good play that I want to mention is at the end of Arizona's second drive of the game. You had three really good plays in a row that held Arizona to a field goal. The first was on a first and 10. They ran zone read with Kyler Murray keeping it. And Stephon Gilmore did a great job. And Daryl Johnson, who I think was fantastic on the call today, by the way, did a really good job of sort of flushing him out of bounds for a minimal gain. Second now, second down and lawn now. They wanted a deep shot. You get a pressure from a combination of Adam Butler and Lawrence Guy on a twist up front. Butler gets some late pressure. Murray tries to check it down. The pass falls incomplete. Now you're in a third and lawn situation. You bring the blitz, but Chase Munovich showed some discipline on his rush lane integrity. He kept Murray in the pocket. His throw downfield sort of drifts out of bounds, falls incomplete. And they're forced to settle for three. I thought that was a critical moment because if they get a chance to sort of turn into a 14-0 game, well, who knows what we're talking about. Again, there's that expression. Next play I want to mention, New England's third drive of the game. This is early second quarter now. They had a fourth and two situation. Where they go speed option to the right side with James White. And what I love about this play, which goes for a touchdown, is Michael Wenu. He's getting up to the second level. He gets beat by the linebacker, but he doesn't give up on the play. He gets just enough of him without sort of blocking him in the back or anything to give White the opportunity to make that defender miss. He had already picked up the first down, but now White was in position to make that guy miss, and he's able to get into the end zone for a touchdown. And what set that up, I skipped over it, the kickoff return from Dante Moncrief. Like That was sort of the jolt I think that team needed. He broke multiple tackles, made the kicker miss. We had a rule in college, if you get tackled by the kicker, you're fired. He's not fired. He makes the kicker miss. It's a 55-yard return that really sort of put that offense into a position where they could have a nice short field, and they capitalized with a touchdown. Now Arizona's third drive of the game. I had been, I'll crush run fits in a moment, but on a first and 10, they run it inside. Jawan Bentley, great run fit. And this is really what he does best. First and 10 later in the drive, end around to Christian Kirk. Kirk, Kyle Duggar does a great job, stay at home, bounces the wide receiver deep into the backfield, then Bentley flushes him out of bounds. Great team run fit and run discipline on that play. Second and 10, the very next play. This is that play where Josh Uche comes off the edge. Kyler Murray wants to spin away, spin out of the pocket. But Josh Uche, with incredible rush lane integrity, keeps him home. Murray has to finally try to pick it up what he can with his legs. He gets flushed out of bounds. No gain. Third down, third and 10. Chase Winovich with pressure. Throw under duress. It's nearly picked off off of a deflection through the hands of Chase Edmonds. 
And so, really good job there. Those couple of plays on that third drive of the game from the Arizona offense. Some great plays from the New England Patriots defense. New England's fourth drive of the game. They did this where they came out in their 21 personnel package, but they flexed Damian Harris out wide. They put Newton in the shotgun, and they ran quarterback power out of it. I loved that from Josh McDaniels. I love that little wrinkle because you lighten the box. You get an easier front to run against, especially if they're in man coverage, which was what happened. I really loved that, that little wrinkle, because it gives defensive coordinators something else to think about. And if you're seeing a lot of man coverage because you know they're going to stack the box and play man and they're not worried about you in the passing game too much, use that to your advantage. I thought that was a really good job by Josh McDaniels. Arizona's fourth drive of the game. Um, you got to at least give some credit and props to Kyler Murray, that third and six, third and seven back foot throw to Dan Arnold. I wrote about that for USA Today. That was just a ridiculous throw. And then you get the fourth down stop. And we talked about it, but it's worth reiterating. Lawrence Guy and the job that he did on that play to swallow that double team. We talk in the league, in media, in the game about keeping linebackers clean. That is a perfect example of that. Lawrence Guy does his job. He swallows the double team, the guard or the center. They can't scrape up to the next level and take on a linebacker. So now Spence and Bentley are clean. They fill the hole. They stop Kenya Drake. That was a massive momentum swing. Now Arizona did start the second half with the football. But some more defensive plays. You had a smoke screen on a second and one. J.C. Jackson jumps it. Tackle for a loss. Then after they converted it, you get a second lawn. Adam Butler with penetration. They check it down. Oh, excuse me. Adam Butler with penetration. Kenny Drake on an outside zone run away from him. He, he tracks him down the line of scrimmage. Stops it for a minimal gain. And then you get the huge punt return from Gunnar Oshevsky. Great return from him. I know that there was a lot of angst about the Anthony Jennings penalty. I'm with all of you. We were talking about it in the Slack channel. It seemed like it was technically the right call. But I think the referee screwed up in how he phrased it because he said it was a penalty for a blindside hit when we could all see that the guy was staring right at Jennings. You know, the rule is you can't be moving back towards your end zone. Dean Blandio on Fox broke it down, said, look, you can't move back to your goal line. He doesn't drop his shoulder. He didn't love the call. You'd like to see, you know, I, I understand in that moment, you're Anthony Jennings, you've got a guy coming towards you. Oshevsky's going to get run down if he doesn't block him. So he hits him. Um, I thought that, as Daryl Johnson pointed out, he stopped, he planted himself, and he just kind of put his shoulder into him. I don't think he launched himself back towards his goal line. It was a bad call, uh, but the Patriots were able to capitalize. They did get a field goal out of it to tie the game at 10. You had a good run from Damian Harris on that drive again of 16 with a great lead block by Jakob Johnson on Hicks, the linebacker. Then you get the turnover you need. And what I loved about this play was the awareness from Chase Winovich, from Adam Butler to get their hands up, especially Winovich, because Winovich, it's a third and three. He starts his rush, and he sees the quick setup, and he just starts jumping. He's just trying, like all get out, to get into that throwing lane. And what was incredible about the play was 
Murray's so concerned with the guy in front of him, he doesn't see Butler's hand come in at the last second. So you get the tip, you get the interception by Phillips, and you get the short field you need. Patriots are able to capitalize. You had Harris with a great run for a gain of 18, skipping around Isaiah Simmons. And then I love the touchdown and the way they set this up because they come out of the two backs, Harris in the backfield, White flex to the right. They motion Harris. They shift him to the left side. So now it's empty. You're thinking it's probably quarterback sneak. Johnson pointed out the staggered stance by Cam Newton. But then they start flexing James White back into the backfield. They toss it to him and he beats everybody to the pylon for the touchdown. 17-10. Then you get three and out. Huge three and out. You take the lead now. It's late in the third quarter. As a defense, you want to shut them down. They got the three and out. Butler got a sack on third and seven. He had a huge game for him. First sack of the year, rips through the center's left arm with a great rip move with his left arm. Fantastic job from Adam Butler. Huge three and out. This was the possession, though. If the Patriots had lost this game, this next possession was where I thought they would have looked back at this day and thought, this is where we lost it. First and 10, white to the right edge with Jakob Johnson front, plus four. Now it's second and six, second and five. Toss to Harris for a big loss of eight. Teams were figuring out the toss play at this point. Nikhil Harry at this point was getting ripped by Daryl Johnson. And then third and 13, Cam scrambles, throws one to Nikhil Harry, and we're wondering if he even tried to catch it. Now you get a punt. As I wrote in my notes, if they lose, this drive going to bite them. Now, they didn't lose. Arizona did have this long drive. They get a touchdown. They had six down and goal to go plays thanks to multiple penalties. So they get the score. Okay, it's 17-17. Then you get the cam interception, which we'll talk about in a minute. But then another huge play, third and two. Kenya Drake on a run to the left. Great team defense. Winovich and Hall, they force a bounce in the backfield. Juwan Bentley tracks it down, working down the line of scrimmage. You stop him for no gain. You force the long field goal try. Gonzalez pushes it right. Then the Newton run, the Simmons hit. And I know there's a lot of consternation about the Simmons hit. I've seen a lot of people rip that play call. Yes, it looked like Cam was in bounds. But he did go helmet to helmet on that. He did sort of launch himself. It was the second time Simmons was flagged for a play like that in this game. So I don't think it can as too much of a surprise. Some bad plays we'll talk about. Uh, the interception, the first one. White has had some struggles in pass protection, it looks like. There was a play at the end of the game against Houston where there seemed to be some miscommunication. This one, this is an inside blitzer. Now, unless they've changed some pass protection rules... You're taught inside out. Now, you don't know the play call, and there are some protection schemes in the Patriots system where the running back is going to the edge first. And it is interesting that that came from the right side, and Jermaine Illuminor, who was your starting right tackle, wasn't on the next drive. So, it looked to me in the instant that it was white. White works outside in, is what I wrote down. But Illuminor was the guy that got sat down for it. So maybe that tells us the answer. Arizona's ensuing possession. First play of the game from their offensive perspective. Isabella on a fly sweep. Winovich sets the edge, but Devin McCourty kind of doesn't seem a little bit tentative in trying to make the tackle. And then Stephon Gilmore whiffs. Gain of 18. Second and 12 on New England. Second possession. Cam climbs himself into a sack. 
Um, White picked up the blitz, coverage downfield. Cam Clons gets sacked, bat all around. You have, let's see, New England's third play of the game, uh, third drive of the game, excuse me, second and four. Um, Cam Newton keeps it, holding on to Keel Harry. Third penalty in two weeks, holding on a pass in offensive pass interference last week. I know there's a lot of consternation about Nikhil Harry right now, and it's getting harder and harder and harder to kind of defend him. He also had a play on this same drive, a slant route. Um, maybe it was a Nikhil Harry drop. Maybe it was a good defensive play. Either way, he had a chance to make a play, didn't make it. The sack by Isaiah Simmons at the end of New England's fourth drive on a third and six. Nowhere to go with the ball. Nikhil Harry comes open late, but at this point, Cam's running for his life, so there wasn't much he could really do. We talked about the Jennings play. We talked about the second and five stop on New England's seventh drive of the game. Um, Arizona's eighth drive of the game. We're in the start of the fourth quarter now. First and ten, Jonathan Jones blitzes. Seems like his eyes got to him here because he thought he could get home for the sack. He gets cut blocked, loses contain. Big scramble for the first down from Kyler Murray, who again, it is really good. But that's all the negative stuff I wanted to highlight. Um, game balls. Michael Wenu, I think, had a fantastic game. Justin Heron stepping in um, after some shuffling of the offensive line. I think he also had a fantastic game. But I really think you have to sort of focus on the defense and special teams. Moncrief gets one for that return. Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler were tremendous up front. Kyle Duggar was everywhere. I think even though he was a bit of a battle, um, you know, Chase Winovich did some good things at sort of keeping Murray in the pocket at times. Same with Josh Uche. Um, so I'll give them some game balls as well. And Nick Folk, you know, you drill a 50-yarder, two game-winning field goals on the year from Nick Folk. Um, I think he's made like 18 or 19 in a row at this point. You know, I know at times we had some irritation with Steven Gostowski. Seems like we get a little bit of a, a solid kicking situation right now. As far as takes of the game, Scotia Slack Channel was was burning today. And there was a lot of excitement and there was frustration at times and I get it. Um, the game threads, they could be emotional. They can be emotional. Um, shout out to Jessica Brand as always um, for the idea that right now if our best Receiving lineup is Myers, Moncrief, and Bird. You've got a UDFA, a reject, and a reclamation project. Your six-time Super Bowl champion, New England Patriots. I thought that was a great line. Matt St. John, we have to have something else in these crack toss looks. They've struggled with them the past two weeks. I think that's an absolutely perfect way of surmising the situation. Josh Bowman might as well challenge the catch. Gilmore sure wasn't. Gilmore did have an up-and-down day. As far as game balls from the Scotia Slack channel, a lot of mentions of uh, Adam Butler, Michael Wenu, defensive line all around. But really, I think the thing to take away is what we started with. For me, and I hope for you, this was a fun game to watch. This team had fight. The defense had fight. The defense played well. And they got a win. And it wasn't pretty, but look around the league today. You know, I've been working on power rankings, meaning I'm watching all these games. There was a lot of ugly football. The Buffalo Bills, they gave the Los Angeles Chargers 
three straight possessions. Gifted them three straight possessions with a fumble, a fumble, and an interception. And the Chargers got just three points off of those drives. The New Orleans Saints, who many people think might be the best team in the NFC, they played a quarterback with a worse stat line than me. There are some ugly wins in the NFL today. And a win is hard in the NFL. And when you get one, you should enjoy it. And the New England Patriots got a win. They got to five and six. They've got a shot. And right now, given everything this year has been and everything this season has been, the fact that it's almost December and they still got a shot, I'll take it. So should you. That will do it for today. I will be back Wednesday. Until then, friends, stay safe. Wash those hands. And when you do, sit along and bless those Patriots reigns. Down in Foxborough.